Well, hello everyone and welcome to this episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. Today we are going to be talking about a topic and an emotion specifically that probably not a lot of you guys want to talk about, but it's really, really important. And we are going to be talking about envy. For some reason, I feel like this is perfect for the month of October. I don't know if it's just because it's spooky season or whatnot, but we're going to be talking about how to unpack envy, how to ensure that you stop comparing yourself to people. And I'm going to give you seven strategies at the end of how you can stop being so envious right now. And by the way, there is a difference between envy and jealousy, and we'll go over that too. So with that, let's get right into this week's episode. Well, hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode. I am so excited actually to talk with you about this topic of envy and you're like, what the heck? What is wrong with you? Why are you excited to talk about the topic of envy? Well, I'm excited about it because actually um, I used to deal with it pretty heavily when I was a lot younger. There was a particular set of girls, actually several sets of girls in high school that made it their life's mission to make my life a living hell and I didn't want to go to school every day. I dealt with bullying really, really badly um, in music and on the basketball team and also at church and my youth group and things like that. And for the longest time, I remember I was just so envious where I wanted to take away what made them happy. Um, not even necessarily give it to myself, but just if I can be completely honest with you, I wanted to chuck it into the ocean and just say, ha, finally the playing field is even. And I think a lot of times you guys, we actually have, um, decent intentions when it comes to why we are envious of somebody. I think a lot of times it's because, um, we just have stuff going on on the inside that we haven't quite worked out yet. And we're going to be talking about that here in a second. Um, but I, I really don't think that most of the time it's out of ill intent. I don't think it's because we want to hurt people. I don't think it's because we even necessarily hate them. A lot of times we want to be like the people that we envy because of a particular skill set that they have or maybe intelligence that they have or looks that they have, right? Um, and so today I just really want to help walk you guys through what the heck is envy? Why is it different than jealousy? Is it different than jealousy? And how can I stop dang comparing myself so much to other people? And how can I start walking in love with others as well as with myself? And how can I move forward to not feel this way anymore? Because it just feels horrible. So first, I'm going to start with a couple definitions of envy, and then we're going to compare it to jealousy. I'm going to walk you through a little bit of how we can help you with comparison. And then I have seven steps to ending envy right here, right now, today. Okay, so let's dive in. First, a couple definitions of envy. Um, The big thing with envy is not only that you um, are covetous of something, which I know is kind of like a biblical word that we throw around there all the time, but a really simple definition is they have something and I not only it bothers me that they have it, but I don't want them to have it. Um, It's a desire to have a quality, possession, or other desirable attribute belonging to someone else. It's a desire for oneself, um, something possessed or enjoyed by another, and it's a feeling of discontented or resentful longing aroused by someone else's possessions, qualities, or luck. Um, I would also dare to say that under the category of possessions, that also includes people. Um, If somebody is dating the guy that you like, if somebody got the captain spot that you wanted and you felt like you deserved, somebody won the pageant, somebody got the job, etc, etc. You guys are tracking with me. So raise your hand if you've been envious. Me, 
right? It's, it's happened to all of us. And so first of all, give yourself a pat on the back. You are part of the club and give yourself some grace that you're human and that, oh my gosh, like it doesn't make you this awful person because you have walked in envy. But I want to help you with this today that if you're walking in envy, um, it is affecting your life and it's affecting your life in a way that's not serving you. It's affecting your life in a way that's going to be hindering you from reaching um, your full potential and also reaching some of the goals that you have for yourself because it does take a certain level of mental, spiritual, and emotional development and self-control, self-restraint to be able to kind of climb, climb the ladder of success and be a kind of person that other people want to be around. I mean, to be completely honest, the number one reason not to be envious is because it's just not a cute look. Like, have you ever been around, think back to high school for a second. So have you ever been around somebody that it just carries like a negativity that's always, there's always something wrong with them. There's always something wrong about the people around them. They always have commentary to say, they always have something mean to say, or maybe it's sarcastic behavior. Um, It's so funny, but that used to bother me so badly um, because it was really hard for me to not take those things personally. And now it's hilarious because it just like no skin off my back because when people manifest these different qualities. Um, like I have certain people, I wouldn't say in my life, but surrounding my life that like can't look me in the eye when they walk by me or just can't even pretend that I exist if I'm in the same room as them. And it used to really, 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 really bother me. Um, cause I'm just, I'm used to being the boss. I'm used to people liking me, you know, now. Um, and it's been a while since somebody's kind of I wouldn't even say had beef with me, but had imaginary beef with me. They thought it was beef, but really it was vegan kind of a thing where I'm like, hey, we're healthy. We're good for you. Like, come over here, you know. But anyways, that analogy got weird real quick. Um, but anyways, yeah, it's it's been a minute since I haven't been able to fully control uh, someone's perception of me. <laughs> and I don't know about y'all, but that doesn't feel very good when you're a leader. And so I've been walking through, um, not envy in that situation, but in that situation when somebody can't look me in the eyes or won't talk to me or is trying to steal your friends, you know, or just whatever. There's a million things that go on in your mind when you're like, well, dang, is it me? Like, what do I need to work on? I mean, that's my first inclination. I'm like, dang, like, did I do something? Like, did I say something? Did I, did I dream something? Like, did I dream that? Like, what did I do? You know? And it's really hard when you can't control that situation and somebody is still, mean to you or just treating you in a poor way or maybe is envious of you. And so I just, just give yourself some grace for that situation. I've had to give myself grace and realize that the only person that I can control is me. And that's what we're talking about in this situation. Um, and just being able to analyze that when people act yucky like that, that they might be operating out of envy, um, which is insane to think about. Um, because I used to deal with such a negative self-worth and, and, honestly, social status, bottom end of the totem pole when it came to like high school and stuff. Um, just scraping the end of the barrel that it just, it just cracks me up now, but you guys, we all deal with it and it's really tough. Um, if somebody is jealous of you or envious of you, um, it can be really difficult because you just want to fix it, right? We all want to fix it, but let's get in control today and, um, see where we might be envious, see where we might be acting out of a, lack of self-restraint in our own mindset. Um, And we'll talk about that in a second. Okay, so that's the definition of of envy. Now I'm going to give you a definition of jealousy and how it's a little bit different. So by Webster's Dictionary, (laughs) uh, jealousy occurs when something we already possess, we already possess, usually a special relationship, 
is threatened by a third person. So it's a little bit different. Envy is with the focus on a desirable attribute um, or possession or quality that somebody else has. And jealousy is when something that we have, something is threatening on that territory. And maybe you guys can um, message us on Instagram at the Powerhouse Project or at Megan underscore Swanson and let us know if you'd like us to do a whole episode on jealousy. Because if you guys like these kinds of emotional breakdowns, we can keep doing that for a million emotions. It's actually kind of fun. And I believe that when you study something and then certainly when you teach it, um, you end up having more revelation and manifestation in your own life. So listen to this a bunch of times or maybe send it to your friend that you're like, you're a little bit of a petty patty, but I love you and I want you to grow. And so I'm sending this to you. Wink, wink. Love you, boo boo. Okay, so that's jealousy. Um, Here's some examples of envy. Okay. Um, and hopefully you guys will be able to distinguish this. Yeah. Envy, I think is from like, think about it like this. There's a breakup that happens and, um, jealousy is if the breakup is on the outside of your relationship and now somebody that you think is a little bit of a, um, what's the word that I'm looking for? Somebody who always needs to be in a relationship around you is now single And now you feel threatened that you're like, oh no, like, is she going to like my boyfriend? Is she going to try and take him away from me? Right. That could be jealousy. And then envy would be you, um, trying to do something to break up somebody else's relationship because it's a possession of theirs and it's their, like they have ownership of it. Right. Okay. So we're going to imagine that we're in this after a breakup scenario. Um, let's say that you're in this relationship for a while and now you guys have broken up. Um, there's two options, okay? So the envious option would be you do everything in your power to sabotage that new relationship. You backstab, you call them names, you know, you, you bring up all the ways that it didn't work between you guys. You bring up all the things that they did terrible um, and you make their life a living hell. So I think all of us have had at least a little bit of this where, you know, you're angry, you're mad, depending on how the, the breakup happens. I've walked through terrible breakups um, where it's been really hard to keep your mouth shut because it was wrong, right? And maybe you were severely mistreated or maybe you were cheated on or maybe something horrible happened and you just want to flap your mouth because why? It's the only thing that makes you feel in control and all of us are trying to regain control. Fun fact, if you're ever wondering why you're acting weird or why you're doing what you're doing, it's because you want control, okay? It's because you feel out of control in some manifestation. So that's option one. That would be the envious option. But I'm going to invite you into an opportunity to not do that and to be the bigger person. And I'm going to show you why this addresses and affects your life in a much better manner and also how this will stimulate you to becoming a better person and help you keep moving forward and, and pave a pathway to manifest the right relationship in this fake scenario. Okay. So on the other hand, option two is you could be happy for them. You could use it actually as a manner to prove that you can be happy too, if they're happy. That's what happened to me. Um, you know, whatever, we don't need to share my whole story, (laughs) but uh, if somebody else is happy, then you should allow that to say, well, if they can be happy and maybe you have to, even in the beginning say, well, if they're a piece of crap and they can be happy, then I can be happy too. Right. As opposed to saying, well, they're happy and it's so unfair and I should be the one who's happy. So I should go and try and destroy it because that can't be real. And or you try and go to her and you try and warn her and or him and you try and warn him and they speak badly about a person. Yo, just cut it off, move on with your life and let it use as an example, use it as an example for you to be like, yo, that means that of the 8 billion people in the world, there's somebody for me too. And I'm going to choose to believe that. 
Um, you could choose to see it as, hey, this is the ability. Now I'm free that somebody else who is better can walk into my life. And I get excited about that. You can get excited about the fact that you can be thankful that that person wasn't for you, that you didn't marry that person, that you know you didn't completely miss your destiny and attach yourself to the wrong train, go in the wrong direction that was never for you, right? So it opens up a realm of possibilities rather than shuts you down and allows you just to become petty patty and bitter betty and that's just not fun and it's not cute. And guess what? If you're trying to move on and you want to meet the person of your dreams, it's not attractive either. It's not. We all know those kind of people and I'm believing they're not you. That's why you listen to this podcast, right? Amen. Okay. So moving forward, um, this scenario is also true for things like work environment. So let's say that you get fired from a job or let's say that you leave a job because it was a toxic work environment. You have the ability to either talk poorly about that or maybe you leave a church or maybe you leave a school or you leave whatever. You have the ability to talk poorly about it and talk poorly about everybody around and the scenario and oh my gosh, this was terrible. Or if somebody asks you about it, you can say, you know what? Yeah, that wasn't for me. And you know, maybe here are some things that I would caution about, but hey, I'm believing that this next step's going to be awesome. And I believe that there's a way to leave things um, with a hand of blessing and respect. Um, and, a, and a really, really key thing with that too, even with relationships, um, businesses, relationships, church, job, um, whatever, is to make a 90 day plan for that and don't ever be led by emotion. So if you're if you're going to make an exit, you're going to leave a season, then make a 90 day plan and be able to have those conversations in a respectful way where you can kind of prepare your emotions and prepare your heart for that and um, see if you still have those thoughts after a working on everything to the best of your ability and um, really talking to other people about it and if you still feel like it's time to leave that season or you know move or whatever then you can do that respectfully under careful consideration and have a really strong why and and not feel any guilt or shame or doubt or you know just just have the mess of mourning a season because change always has mourning and and just differences and oh my gosh change is hard right so we might as well make it easier on ourselves okay so how does this deal with comparison um Comparison is something that obviously in the pageant world, I deal with a lot um, with a lot of my clients. And that's just because when you are in a high powered environment full of the most beautiful, intelligent community, community oriented, um, talented individuals in the world, like, yeah, people would expect there to be some cat fights, but really there's a lot more friendships. Um, and if you're a pageant girl watching, you know how annoying it is when the first, the first question literally every single person in the world asks is, so are the girls like really mean? And I'm like, no. They're all extremely mature. I got 14-year-olds that are more mature than some of the 45-year-olds I know. And they can whoop them in singing. So, no. But um, I have a a quote that I want to read you guys in comparison. So long as we want what someone else has and don't want them to have it, we will deal with comparison. It's never a fair fight and we always lose. So, the reason why envy comes into this is because so often, I'm just going to use pageants as an example, we, that reticular activating system, remember that thing where it's like, if I tell you to look at all the red in the room, you're going to obviously notice a bunch more red right away, even though that doesn't mean that there's not blue in the room. So if your mind is focused on these different comparative elements of, well, she's taller than me. And so therefore, right, we start to use the word therefore in our head, the reticular activating system, basically what that is, is it looks for reasons to confirm your bias. So if your bias in your mind is already this repetitive cycle of tall people win, or I've heard it a million times, well, in Texas, they like singers, or in the South, only dancers win, 
or in New York, they like blank, right? So then what will happen? What happens is your mind is on this comparison train that automatically starts to look for ways to confirm that bias. And the second that anything around you can further prove that belief, it only embeds it further. So if you have a comparative mindset, you have an envious mindset of, well, they only like blondes or they don't like girls with brown eyes or they they don't like girls from the west side of the state. They only like girls from the big city. What? First of all, that's ridiculous. And I can say that with being a coach of girls in 42 states. That's ridiculous. Okay. So take that out of your mind. But you guys can see that as long as you have that thing spinning, 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 percolating in your mind, that's all you're going to see, you guys. There's there's nothing else that exists in your mind. And there's no one that's going to be able to tell you differently. And somebody else could walk by you. Let's take relationships for an example. If you're like, I've dated a musician and all musicians are the same. And so I'm just done with musicians. I'm just done. They're all the same. God could have this incredible person that you align with creatively that is totally for you and has a completely different spirit and a completely different heart and is supportive and nurturing and amazing and and competitive and maybe everything that you need in a person, much like my story. Um, And you could walk right by them or they could walk right by you. And because you've totally written off one aspect of who they are and judged them, um, you could completely miss your destiny because you're comparing something to the past right? Or maybe you've become envious that that musician moved on and got with some other girl that was totally different than you. And so you're like, I'm just done. I'm just totally done, right? How dumb is that? That's literally like saying, oh, I'm just done with guys with brown hair. They're all the same. Um, No, they're not. Pretty sure if I put a brown haired country boy who has worked on a farm his entire life, he's going to be a little bit different than a brown haired guy from New York City who's in the financial district, Pretty sure they're going to be different, okay? So don't write it off. Quit comparing yourself. And here's my encouragement to you. If no one else has achieved what you want to achieve, if no one else has done what you want to do, who looks like you, talks like you, walks like you, or is from your side of the tracks, then congratulations, honey. You're going to go down in history and you go be the first. Seriously, what an amazing encouragement. If there's no one of your nationality, if there's no one who speaks the language that you do, if there's no one of your height, your weight, your stature, your personality, your interests, your hobbies, your platform, then get down with your bad self, girl, because it's it's your time to shine. Guess what? Martin Luther King had to be the first of his kind, right? Rosa Parks had to be the first woman to do what she did. George Washington had to be the first president. Barack Obama had to be the first black president. There's countless people who go down in history for being the first. So why don't you go be the first? Go be the first. Go absolutely crush it and have your name be solidified in history for being that person who broke the mold. There's only one version of you. There's only one person who who is who you are. Is that correct, English? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's a really weird statement, right? But there's only one person with your genetic DNA. There's only Well, unless you're a twin. We've been over this. My dad's an identical twin, so it's a little different, right? But you get it. They're still different. And you can go back and listen to, I forget which episode that was on, um, but I'm sure you could find it by the title where I, I literally go and talk about that of even if you're an identical twin, you don't have an excuse for not thinking that you're a one and only. So anyways, comparison is the thief of joy. It is so worthless, you guys. It does not matter. And one thing that I want as homework for you guys this week 
is to get out of envy. Start appreciating other people's differences. I dare you to find a genuine way to start complimenting people. I dare you to find a genuine way to appreciate and notice something and celebrate something about somebody else without thinking that it takes away from you. One of the greatest attributes of leadership, you guys, and gosh, it just, it fires me up. What I've seen in my own life, y'all, I can tell you specifically that the Real Talk Kims of the world and Nicole Cranks, I mean, some of my greatest mentors, the nicest and least envious people you will ever meet in your life, ever, 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 they have celebrated me in the short time of knowing them. I could cry like more than people who have known me my entire life because they're not intimidated because they realize that they are running in their race and in their lane, their unique name that has their first, middle and last name on it. Their maiden name, their real name, their everything that how many hairs are on their head and God loves them for every single bit of who they are. God loves you if you got curvy hips or straight hips. God loves you if you got a little bit bigger thighs and more to love or if you are skinny as a rail. Seriously, God loves you for every single part of who you are. And he knows you for every single part of who you are. So you might as well celebrate it. We waste so much time, you guys. I wasted so much time in my life. So much time worrying about what other girls thought of me or trying to be shorter or trying to fit myself in a box or trying to compare myself or trying to waste energy being envious of something that somebody else had when I walked through, you know, years and years and years of being single. And then I realized, uh, uh, duh, God, you created me to be this maverick that can't be slowed down by anybody and actually like nine times out of 10 hates being in a relationship until God brought me the right person. So yeah, I could have been in a bunch of bogus relationships where we made each other unhappy and I slowed myself down or I didn't go for my dreams or I didn't say yes to the call of God in my life. But would I be happy? No. Would I have that thing that I was envious of? Yes. But would I be miserable? A double yes. Have you ever stopped to think that if you got that thing that you were envious of, what if that's not what God has for you? What if it would actually make you miserable? Have you ever thought about that? I want you just to think about that for two seconds. What if you got that thing that you have been so crazy over and would it actually make you happy? If you could go back and be in that relationship that you're so envious of because he moved on with a different girl, would you be happy? No, you separated for a reason. If you went back to that school that you decided wasn't for you and you transferred and now you're experiencing loneliness and now you're envious that all your old friends have made new friends. And you're like, frick, I wish I, you know, I shouldn't, oh man, I shouldn't have done this. No, you left for a reason. You weren't happy. So if you were to trade places, you'd be miserable again. Have you ever thought about that? That's really, really, really powerful. And hopefully we'll shift your mindset to not be so envious because your shoes aren't their shoes and their shoes are not your shoes. I want you to visualize that right now that you have your own lane. You are a masterpiece and God wants you to be the potter in, in partnership with him of your future And it looks like a completely different, brand new, never before seen, never before created shape that doesn't belong to anybody else. So you better rock it, okay? Because I don't want you to waste life. I don't want you to waste a second of time when you can be out conquering the world. Okay, so that's comparison. Here are six ways that you guys can stop comparing yourself. Um, And then actually a little seventh at the bottom, okay? So how to stop. Number one, this will change your freaking life, ready? realize and accept that life is 50-50 for everyone. Now, I know all of y'all in your head are like, no, it's not. Doesn't seem like it is for you. Doesn't seem like it is for rich people. Doesn't seem like it is for celebrities. Doesn't seem like it is for this. Um, It is, okay? It is. 
spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, financially. Yeah, they might be killing it financially. You might envy them and have and want what they have. But guess what? They don't have your spirit. They may not have your family. They might not have your emotional intel- intelligence and ability to like sense a room when you walk in. They may not have your intellect. They may not have your height, girl. They may not have them legs. Seriously. But even more so than just physical things, you guys, life is 50-50. Even if somebody seems like they have it all together on the outside, the best family, they have money, they're smart, they're beautiful, they're all these different things, life is still 50-50. They still have to deal with this. I'm pointing to my mind if you're just listening to the audio version of this. They still, all of us have to conquer our thought life. All of us have to connect spiritually and find out where we come from and who we serve and why we are here. Every single person struggles with that. And you can have all the money in the world and the best family in the world and all those types of things, but it will not make you happy and it will not make you perfect. It won't make your life perfect. I'd like to think I have a pretty great life that I've built for myself from nothing. I have an amazing family. I have an amazing relationship with Jesus, but guess what? I still have good days and bad days. I still have good moments and bad moments. I still have to learn how to build up myself in the Holy Ghost and talk myself out of a mess and talk myself out of my own mental crap and y'all all all know my story if nine and a half years ago I was at such a place that I was ready to give up in life that I just was ready to throw in the towel and was like screw this I have nothing to live for like I'm just a piece of crap and so now maybe I'm a people would look at me completely differently right oh my gosh you're Miss Nebraska USA or you have a podcast you have a business you have this I don't know again I have no idea what people say but that circumstance was, if, if they're just basing that off the circumstances of my life, of what is perceived as success, none of those things existed nine and a half years ago, but I was the same person. So what's the difference? The difference was the belief in myself. I stopped being jealous of other people and I decided to get after it. And I decided to clear my mind, my spirit, my body, and my soul and my emotions and figure out how all that worked and figure out how I was going to do this thing. And that leads us to number two, you have to make yourself happy. You do. You have to be responsible for your own happiness, not your boyfriend, not your girlfriend, not your mom, not your dad, not anybody else. You have to take back your ability to make yourself happy. No one else can. No one else even has the power to. It might feel like it, but no one else has the power. You have to decide that for yourself and life will be so much better. And so how do we do that? Well, you have to choose better thoughts that lead to better emotions, which lead to better actions, which lead to better results. Okay, the self-coaching model, S-T-E-A-R. You have to choose better thoughts that lead to better emotions, which lead to better actions, which lead to better results, period. Okay, have you seen that little girl that's that she's going viral right now and at the end of every video she goes, period, goodbye. It's so funny, oh my gosh, I love her so much. Okay, so coming back to kind of number one, um, we talked about earlier that realizing life is 50-50 for everyone and then way earlier on the podcast we talked about realizing would you want to be like them anyways or would you want to trade places anyways would you want to go back to that anyways so that's actually number four Um, but number five I want you guys to find something that you can share and relate to the person that you're being envious about this is a tough one this is a very very tough one because in your mind you're like they're evil and they are satan manifested in human form and I hate them goodbye right Normally, that's how it is. We're like, "Mm, no, I've gone to the worst case scenario and this is where I feel control. So you are horrible and I am an angel and you are a demon. So goodbye. 
you are nothing to me, right? That's usually how envy goes. It's just, it's mean, it's, it's not good, okay? It's destructive, it's not good. But here's, here's an interesting perspective. I want you guys to think through this and to think, okay, but what's one thing that we share in common? Even if it's, we're both women, okay? You might not think that that's really much of anything to have in common, but guess what? Is being a woman a heck of a lot different than being a man? Yeah, it is, okay? And whether you're connecting on menstrual cycles or whether you're just connecting on creepily getting hit on in the gym or whether you're connecting on, hey, we've both felt unsafe walking home at night before, I guarantee you that, yes, there are a million things you could disagree on, but if you look at people as humans whose lives are 50-50 and who are going through real things, even if you don't agree with a lot of the things in your life, you can find something to connect on them with, connect with them on. And I guarantee you, it'll totally change your perspective. If you're learning to grow your love walk, which is the next point, and learning to allow God to expand your heart for this person and to uproot envy with love, which is an antidote for it, you have to learn how to see things from a different perspective. You have to learn and accept that people are doing the best that they can 99.9% of the time. And that again, going back to the beginning, most people are not evil. Most people are not out to get you. Most people don't hate you. And most people are not just trying to be bozos who are set to ruin your life. And last but not least, I want you guys to reflect and write down what you want. Do a thought download, share how you're feeling, share why this is happening and and why you have this perspective of envy. And I promise you, God will meet you in your mess. He will change your, change your present. He will help you to change the feelings that you're feeling about your past and he will give you a beautiful hope and a future. So that's all for this week. I love you guys and I'll see you next week. Well, hey everyone, this is a little bit different of an ending if you are still here listening with us. Um, I just wanted to take a second to thank you so much for being a part of our podcast family. Wow, it has been such an incredible and crazy year of 2020. And I just wanted to take a second to appreciate you, to acknowledge you. You know, we've talked about some really hard things over the course of this year. And I just hope that every single week that I can be an encouraging and uplifting and motivating voice for you to help you get unstuck from whatever point A you feel like you're totally stuck in and I want it to help you to really dream again for what that would look like for you in your future. And so kind of in closing, I just wanted to pray a blessing over you. God, I thank you for every single person listening to this podcast. I pray that you uplift them spiritually, physically, financially, mentally, relationally, and emotionally, and that you are changing the trauma of their past, helping them in their present, and gloriously just showing them that you have a beautiful hope and a future for them. And last but not least, I just ask that if any of you are prayer warriors, that you just send up a prayer to God for me. I compete for Miss USA in just a couple weeks. Thanks so much for being a part of the family, the powerhouse family. Love you guys so much, and we'll see you next week.